any questions tonight? I'll give you a chance to inquire informally. Yes. I saw on the Facebook the discussion about <coughs> Nityananda and, um, you know, just as Lord Chaitanya came and is in the mood of Radha Bhav, then Nityananda has come and he's in the So there seems to be some discussion about that now. I was if you could speak a little bit about it. Yeah, well, that's not true. That's, that's a problem. Um, yes, so someone had written a book um, making statements like that, and um, um, there's no the the, the, the the comprehensive um, dissertation on Nityananda Tattva is really found in Chaitanya Charitamrita and in Chaitanya Bhagavat also. Um, and um, Nityananda Prabhu is non different than Balaram. And so Balaram's, um, the full face of Balaram in the Brajalila is the best as the best friend of Krishna. This is what Balaram is all about. And he presides over the uh, Samandarupa Bhakti or Vatsalya, Sakya and Dasya Rasa of Vrindavan. Indeed his own Sakya Bhav is also Sankul or mixed with some Vatsalya and some Dasya. But it all, of course, manifests in the context of of Sakya. But he presides over these, and so this is the the face, the full face, really, of Balaram that has been presented to us by the Goswamis, and it's the only uh, face of Balaram that's presented in Chaitanya Charitamrita. That, of course, and the extension of um, Balaram, that constitutes the the, the Sankarshan, Mul Sankarshan for Leela and Mathura and Dwarka, and then the further expansion of Sankarshan in the second Chaturvya for Vaikuntha, and then that Sankarshan is expanding as Mahavishnu and Garbhadakshai Vishnu and Shirodakshai Vishnu and so forth. So um, there's no um, mention of Nityananda Prabhu in connection with Madhuri Rasa and Chaitanya Charitamrita directly, then again, as we spoke last night, the whole Chaitanya Charitamrita is, is coming, in a sense, from the blessing of Nityananda Prabhu who, who um, gave entrance to Vrindavan, to Krishnas Kaviraj Goswami, where he found the shelter of the teachings of Rupa and Raghunath that are shared in Chaitanya Charitamrita, that's about Madhuri Rasa. Hmm? So, when we say that Nityananda Prabhu or Balaram are not involved in Madhuri Rasa, we mean like directly, but there's no Madhuri Rasa without them either, hmm? without their influence. Like we said, uh, Krishna said, uh, when we cited last night, that there's no meaning to the worship of Lord Chaitanya without also 
worshipping Nityananda Prabhu. So, Nityananda gives Gaur and Gaur is giving the Madhya Rasa. Um, but Nityananda Prabhu is not participating in that, directly giving that anywhere in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Neither Balaram has anything to do with the um, Madhurya Rasa that Krishna's involved in, in, um, in Krishna Leela. Um, he is, even in the 15th chapter of the 10th canto of Bhagavatam, which is showcasing the, um, the um, Pogandalila of Krishna, that's so central to Sakyarasa and Balaram is glorified in the beginning of the chapter by Krishna, who in some senses is thought to be speaking about himself by way of glorifying Balaram, because um, it's not polite to glorify yourself. Um, but, but in the context of that, he also um, mentions that... Um, uh, Balaram uh, embracing the gopis and so forth, but this is considered to be Sakirasa, uh, an example of within of 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 um, of um, um, Hasya Rasa within Sakirasa. Hasya means the comedic or uh, um, how would you say comedy or um, joking, anyways. He's joking with him. That, that's what it's an example of. It's not really speaking about Madhurya Rasa of Balaram. Then, um, of course, at the same time, and I should say that in, the, in Krishna Lila, Balaram is very prominent with regards to the Madhurya Lila, mostly prominent with regards to the Madhurya Lila by way of his representing Krishna. When Krishna sent him from Dwarka to pacify the inhabitants of Vrindavan, then Balaram engaged in speaking to the gopis and so on and so forth. And he, he was very much in a representational um, spirit. It said that he so much represented Krishna that he turned black. And there's the Daoji, famous Daoji deity of Vrindavan. It was black for that reason rather than than crystal, which is the color of Balaram. Sometimes said white, but it's more like crystal. And that has implications too, because the crystal is color that what you put next to it, it shines. So he's representing Krishna. He's living only for Krishna and the service of Krishna, expanding himself in various ways for the personal service of Krishna and so forth. The same time that it is also mentioned by the acharyas that Balaram has his own gopis. He's not with Radha and Krishna's gopis, um, engaging in them with them in the way that Krishna does. Um, however, um, that said, and, and, and I should say also that, that that is also brought up in Chaitanya Bhagavat by Vrindavan Das Thakur. Um, when he begins his book glorifying Balaram, whom Nityananda is non-different from. He brings up the fact that, that Balaram is his own Rasalila, and 
But he's doing that by way, with a purpose of saying that don't think that Balaram is not God. Don't think that Nityananda is not God, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is. If you think that Krishna is God because he has a Rasalila, well, Balaram has the Rasalila too. He has his own gopis. So if that's the standard by which you you know, want to make the comparison, then we say Balaram has as well. But um, these are different gopis, and the Leela with those gopis is ultimately one of Mariada, not Rag. And Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsitaka brings that out in his commentary. And of course, in Gopal Champu as well, Balaram is made to marry those girls. Nandamaraj insists when he comes back um, to deliver the message, which is uh, when there's the most talk about his uh, uh, mingling with, with gopis, he's made to marry them all. So this is a side kind of aspect that our Sampradaya has not emphasized at all, doesn't focus on at all. It focuses on his Sakyarasa. This is what the full face of Balaram in Rag Marg uh, of Sambandhanuga, Sambandharupa Bhakti. Hmm? So um, then, then if you go to the idea that's often um, uh, brought up that Balaram has a Shakti expansion of himself hmm, of the name Anangamanjari. Anangamanjari is the, is the younger sister of Radharani. Hmm. So some persons like to say that Balaram is tasting Madhurya Rasa through Anangamanjari, his Shakti Tattva Anangamanjari. Therefore, Balaram is also tasting the Madhurya Rasa in Ragmarg in that way. But that's like saying that Krishna is tasting, um, you know, uh, Madhurya Rasa in Ragmarg because his Shakti expansion is, is Radharani. Hmm. Um, Krishna is, is tasting it in, in a relationship uh, with Radha and other gopis and so forth. Balaram is not doing that. He doesn't have any kind of relationship like that in Krishna Leela with Ananga Manjari. Hmm? And um, uh, so Ananga Manjari happens to be a Shakti manifestation of Balaram, but to say that among Ananga Manjari is tasting Madhura Rasa in, in some ways. Uh, is, is, is not to say that Balaram is. I, I just don't find that they're emotionally, their content is entirely emotionally different and uh, um, and uh, and so the, the, the writer there is saying uh, wrongly that just like Krishna wants to taste the bhava of Radha because he sees how extraordinary that is Similarly, Nityananda wants to taste the bhava of Ananga Manjari, and Ananga Manjari is, is another Radha. Hmm. They're the same. This is his statement. Krishna and Balaram are one. Similarly, Ananga Manjari and Radharani are one. Hmm. Therefore, just as Krishna wants to taste Radha's bhava, 
Balaram wants to taste an Omanjari Baba, but this is not described anywhere by the Goswamis. And the relationship between Ananga Manjari and Balaram is not like the relationship between Radha and Krishna. And nowhere is it stated that Ananga Manjari is another Radha. Radha is alone. There is no second Radha. That's the whole idea of Radha. Therefore, in Bhagavatam, her name is given Aradhana, who's the best worshiper. It's not like there's two. In fact, whenever two are mentioned, the other two, the second is just Chandravali. Hmm? Out of 108 gopis, there are eight. Out of eight, there are special. Out of eight, there are two. Of the two, Chandravali and, 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 and Radha is supreme. Hmm. So, it's a it's a very much of a conflating of of things that aren't supposed to be um, that aren't uh, a conflating of tattvas that's inappropriate and uh, it's not uh, taught that way by the Goswamis. It's not taught by by um, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami or uh, Vrindavan Das uh, Thakur, and you can see the obvious. Uh, Problems. I mean, that, that Krishna wants to taste Radha's love for him. That Nanda doesn't want to taste Ananda Manjari's love for him, neither does she have, ha, have it in that way. Mm-hmm. And yes, Balaram and Krishna are one, but how are they one? Krishna and Balaram are one. In what way are they one? They're one in tattva. They're not one in bhava. You understand? Krishna and Narayan are one. Also, in tattva, but not in bhava. Hmm? So Krishna and Narayan are one. Radha and Lakshmi are one. Therefore, Narayan wants to taste Manjari Bhava. You know, that, and that's basically what's being said. If you play it out, and it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It's a conflating of these tattvas and. A way that uh, it's it's in, in, inappropriate. Now, um, and, and, and what this comes from is reading books and trying to enter into these topics without a guru. And the person who wrote the book that was cited there um, by me hmm, as as an example of something in our own paribar, our own lineage of bhakti, we know that's showing up, that's similar to the, the passage that, that, that uh, Dulal cited from another lineage, the lineage of Charandas Babaji, where they sing Ritai Gaur, Radhe Sham, Japahari Krishna Hari Ram, and they equate Nityananda with Radha. Hmm? Gaur with Krishna, Nityananda with Radha, and so I say. Krishna, Nitai and Gaur dancing, Radha Krishna dancing. So this is not supported in any of the, the text. So this thing in this other fellow's book, in our own lineage, he's a godbrother of mine, uh, it, it's it's kind of a similar kind of a conflation. And where this kind of stuff comes from, as, in the one, as I say, in the one hand, is is from kind of, well... Um, it's it's interesting, but really seeking to enter into these topics without a guru. Now you can say, well, he has Prabhupada as his guru. That's true. But Prabhupada didn't go into these topics in depth. When we say everything is in Prabhupada's books, we have to take a look at them and see in what way everything is in his books. Hmm? Some things are in his books in seed form. Hmm? 
And he even says in some places, for more information about this, you can read such and such book. And he also says that if you don't read such and such book, you cannot become Krishna conscious. I think he said that about Brihat Bhagavatamrita, one of his purports in the fifth chapter of Adi Lila. Hmm? Just to give an example. And of course, when he writes his books, he references other books. It's obvious that the references from other books are anybody that reads a book and sees a reference knows that they have a license to look up the reference. Indeed, if they really want to understand what's being said further and study the book, like Prabhupada said, we should do like scientists and so forth, sit down and discuss them and so forth, then you follow the references. You don't just skip over the footnotes and don't read them. It's unimportant or or the references to other texts, you go and see, look at the context, what's said there, and it will shed greater light on what he's saying, it will un- help to unpack. After all, he's writing um, these books at, uh, you know, from 10 in the morning till 2 o'clock. When we go to sleep, probably stay up and write till about 2 in the morning, and he'd sleep for a few hours and, and, and you know, be up when we got up. <laughs> something like that. And then all day long he's traveling and managing and writing letters and correspondence and so on and so forth. Um, so, and and trying to get it out quickly. I mean, he thought he was not going to uh, be amongst us long enough to finish the Bhagavatam at one point. And um, that's perhaps one of the reasons why he stopped writing, I think, in the third candle and switched and wrote the Krishna book. Better get that out first, because this is, the, this is what the book's really all about. This is what the Bhagavatam is all about, the tenth canto. That's the center of it. I know he stressed we should read the first nine candles, but, but, but so that you have a proper foundation to take advantage of what the book's really all about, the tenth canto. When, Krishna, when Rupa Goswami instructs us in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, on the five most potent um, limbs of sadhana bhakti, one of which is hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, sadhu sangha, nam kirtan, bhagavat shravan, so sadhu sangha, nam kirtan, you understand? Hearing the Bhagavatam, worshipping the deity, living in a holy place like Mathura, these are very five, five is a very potent um, uh, limbs of, 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 of sadhana bhakti. When, when he when Chijiva and Vishnu Chakravitak will comment on the Anga of hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, they make the point, this means the tenth canto. Hmm? This is very potent. So, that's what the book's all about. That's where the Ashrai Tattva is given the full, uh, it's, uh, it's on the center stage and so forth. So, so, uh, so at any rate, um, when you uh, Prabhupada's writing these books, and you know he hasn't got a lot of time, uh, and he's trying to finish them, and and so things are meant that are written in the books are meant to be followed up on. They're meant to be a bridge and a springboard to to other texts and so forth. And this is how you study a book. Hmm? So the idea that everything's in Prophet's books, I mean, it has to be understood in context. It doesn't mean we, 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 there's no other books that are required. Other books were required to write those books. And, uh, and 
And he's giving a clear, any book that he cites, any reference, he's giving a clear indication that, that you know, this is the extension of these books. So to keep them as, make them as big as he said they are, hmm, they end up including all the, uh, the writings of the previous acharyas and so forth. Hmm? Um, and as you read his books, for example, then the level of your eligibility and interest in the subject matter will drive you to forego some sections of looking up references and, and other sections you'll be excited about. I mean, what is that? Let me follow that uh, reference and so forth. And particularly in Chaitanya Charitamrita and his commentary there, you'll find there you'll find many references to the Goswami's books because there are verses from those books that are cited by Krishnadas, verses from Ujbal Nilmani, verses from many verses from Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu are cited and so forth. Um, so uh, it's true that uh, that um, person who wrote the book, who, who, whose comment, the point we are disagreeing with there for good reason, um, is Prabhupada's disciple. And, and I said, well, the problem here is that he go out, goes into these topics without a guru. What I'm saying is, yes, he's got a guru, but his guru gave him these subjects in a certain way that to understand them properly, there's 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 considerable evidence that most of Prabhupada's disciples could have used some help. Hmm? Now you could say theoretically that they don't necessarily need the help, but we've seen many examples that they do because by going into the topics, they come out with a misunderstanding of them, which is, which is very um, uh, possible from reading a book. That's why Pujapad Sridhar referred to the texts as passive agents of divinity in contrast to the sadhus who are active agents of divinity, because the book can't ask you whether you understood, and books can be misunderstood. Hmm? And it's all over the internet <laughs> how much uh, books have been misunderstood. Ramaswarpa was telling us that, that, that his, I was mentioning the other day, his 365 pages of interview um, about uh, Prabhupada and so forth, there are, he said it's gone viral on the internet and it's totally being quoted out of context everywhere hmm. by Ritviks to support their points and stuff. So, uh, and who knows who else? So, uh, we we can say theoretically that Prabhupada's disciples they have a good guru and they do, and and, and that his books are. Um, Contain everything, but <laughs> but how do they contain everything? And and in the sense in which I'm describing them, I think it's accurate. And if you follow the references, let us see how good they do at that, how well they fare. We find that they don't that often they don't fare very well, and they come up with many distorted ideas. And uh, so the role of a sikshu guru, um, I mean, you, you look at Prabhupada's disciples when he left the world, eleven of them were. You know, as in the position as leaders, as spiritual leaders, so then they were had difficulty fulfilling the role. Hmm? So, it's argu- it's 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 reasonable to conclude that theoretically, something, some theoretical knowledge maybe 
lacking, especially in areas that Prabhupada wrote about but didn't emphasize and go into detail. And there may be good reasons why he didn't emphasize and go into detail. Like I was speaking with Dulal Chandra today, and I said, some things I have to write about and I have to emphasize because someone is out emphasizing them in the wrong way. Otherwise, I might not even need to talk about them. And the understanding of them, the proper understanding, will come within the devotees by following their guru, hearing, chanting, getting absorbed, practicing, uh, and so forth. Um, if you can be fully engaged in the way that Prabhupada had me fully engaged, and, and, wanted, and some, a lot of us, and, and expected us to be, then so many things will come. The proper understanding will come, and so on and so forth. Hmm? And, and there may not be a need to go into detail about certain aspects of the philosophy, even though they've been written by previous acharyas and so forth. And Saraswati Thakur uh, had an emphasis, a kind of an anti-intellectual emphasis, because it's easy to, not easy, not easy, but it's possible to get a lot of theoretical knowledge and get it right and so forth, but not in such a way that it corresponds with your realization. Then you speak over your head about something theoretically that you understand that you haven't realized and it doesn't have the same power and then you may not have good character and then you end up talking about higher things and then there's this contrast that's un, that's unbecoming. Here this person has bad character, he's talking about the higher thing. And, you know, it's, it's that, that's a problem. So they, they in some ways, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasitaka played down hmm, the necessity to understand many details. He didn't let his disciples study certain chapters, even of Chaitanya Charitamrita, that talk about higher, like the fourth chapter, like Ramananda Samvad, uh, fourth chapter of Adi Lila, the whole Anti Lila. Hmm? He didn't, he didn't allow them to read Ujbal Nilmani, for example, of Rupa Goswami, which is a very detailed book about um, Madhurya Rasa. Um, yeah, so, uh, and people say, well, what, do they think these books shouldn't be written, were written not to be read, or, you know, and, and, and the, the, the point is, like you take Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, if you know the first four chapters, then you've got all you need to do to practice. Then everything else should come within you. Hmm? The other chapters are all there, and they're they're more complex, and there's a lot to them. It's not that they're not important, but everything it's a, it's a basically it's it's a theoretical kind of explanation hmm? of uh, uh, aspects of bhakti rasa. Hmm? After he explains. What is Uttam Bhakti? What is Sadhana Bhakti, both Vaidhi and Raganuga? What is Baba Bhakti? What is Prem Bhakti? You have what you need to practice. And practice will bring all the realization. Hmm? But, that said, um, so there's a place, in a sense, for Prabhupada not emphasizing certain things, saying, well, when you get there, then you'll know. Why don't you get there? You know, why don't you do what you need to get there? Then you find out. And, and so forth. There's a place for that. And I think that he was very expert in engaging us in such a way that there, there wasn't a need, but there has come a need hmm, at the same time in due course. Now, there's so much information about uh, bhakti out and about that wasn't a, around when Prabhupada was here, and, then, and people get it wrong. Hmm? Uh, and so then you have to talk about it. 
and you had to write about it, and you had to explain it, and you had to come out. Now, so Raghunuga Bhakti is like this, and then you tell all it's about, and the people say, okay, I'm ready. I said, no, that's not what I was saying. We're just giving you the theory how it all works. And here's where you are here. You know, you, you have some tiny eligibility for Raghunuga Bhakti, and, and you should pray for more, like we say, uh, you know. Um, uh, yeah, but what is it? Like we pray to Tulsi every morning. We're praying for more Adhikar. Hmm? Uh, what is that verse? Uh, save Adhikari. Uh, yeah. Give me Adhikar. Hmm? Oh, Maharani, Brinda Devi, give me eligibility, Adhikar, for entering into all these these topics. So you have some Adhikar for, for Rag Bhakti because obviously that's what you, you that's your ideal. Hmm? To, to enter into the Vrindavan Leela, follow the gopas and, and gopikas and so forth. But still our eligibility for that needs to be increased that all the practices of Raghunuga Bhakti proper can be put in place. Hmm? And Adhikar means attaining ruchi, attaining asaki, the higher stages of, of Rag Bhakti, hmm? or of Sadhana Bhakti. Hmm? Hmm. It's not that the, as I said many times that the, not that the sadhana of asakti is the same as the sadhana of of uh, bhajana kriya. Hmm? That's the beginning of sadhana. That is the end of sadhana bhakti. So, so, so the so, so unfortunately, yes, the um, persons um, pursue. Well, what really has happened historically here, what's happened in our Paribar of Bhakti Thakur is that uh, with regards to the international community of Gaudiya Vaishnavas started by, by my Guru Maharaj, J.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, um, is that, um, that he opened the, the door hmm, for Siksha in his absence, to Pujapad Bhaktivedanta Goswami Maharaj. And as you know, I was there, massaging his feet, when he said, for philosophy, see my godbrother Bhaktivedanta Maharaj of Navadweep. Hmm. You can approach him. So that's what happened, of course. The leaders of his society did approach him and so forth. But then, um, rather than taking advantage of his siksha and so forth, they ended up offending him and it... it made for huge problems and so forth. Subsequently, others came along and, 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 um, and filled, to some extent, a, a gap hmm, that was apparent in Prabhupada's disciples, that Sridhar Maharaj was, was in it, arguably put in place by Prabhupada to fill. And Sridhar Maharaj was, was a very, um, very uh, kind of chaste, Follower of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur with regard to higher topics and so forth, how he dealt with that was very characteristic of Bhakti Siddhanta. Hmm? And um, and so when you offend such a person, don't take advantage of if you have a necessity for a Siksha Guru. Here's the best candidate, and people say, "Well, I don't have a necessity," but what I've seen is the necessity is there. You may not want to acknowledge it, but what I see is there's a huge necessity. And the Prabhupada had made that arrangement either, you know, you don't say, 
Well, I don't think Prabhupada made that arrangement. He would, why would he have just said that in passing? Why wouldn't he have written it down and made it clear and so forth? But I don't think it's something that Prabhupada calculated out and thought. It was something that in the moment he was asked and he said it and Krishna, through him, said it. And there, he didn't plan it out. He wanted his disciples to succeed him and everything would be fine. But, but somebody asked and he said, well, for, for philosophy and, and that's how it works. Yeah. Well, Prabhupada didn't write it out, plan it out. It wasn't a conscious, it was kind of unconscious and kind of, but true. Hmm? If anyone, this is the person he said, I have the most confidence in. Hmm? Previously, he had said things like that. No one can write commentary in a bar with him except my God, Brother Sridhar Maharaj. She's qualified. So he had a lot of confidence in him. Indeed, he, he, he considered him his own Sikshu guru. Hmm? He was schooled in, um, in the theory of Gaudiya Vaishnavism by Sridhar Marsh, by his own you know, statement. Uh, uh, you know, and for, for explaining, for preaching, some things which you don't even need to know, necessarily. But for preaching, you might need to know. Hmm? It could be useful. Hmm? So, you know, the, you have the necessity, you don't acknowledge that you do, but you do. And then the person who's there to help by the transcendental arrangement hmm? uh, you offend this is a big problem but the necessity that you have it comes out anyway it ekes out and that's what you see happening and as uh, you go to Vrindavan go to Ras Bihari Lal you know shop and there's 10,000 you know books translated by this Guy, that guy, Prabhupada disciple here, this one there, Bengali, Sanskrit over this one, that one. There's this book, that book, and there's a whole, you know, huge. And they don't know where to begin, they don't know where to stop some of them. What books should be translated, what books shouldn't be translated, what books are, are bona fide, in a sense, which ones are in, in total interpolations. Like some of these ideas that I'm, I've com- I commented on that you bring up about Nityananda and Madhurya Rasa. They're coming from a book that's that's totally made up. That hmm? conflates all types of tattvas inappropriately, and it's 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 not it's not that anybody that writes and even in past times. I mean, I can show you books that were written about Advaitacharya, you know, hundreds of years later, written for the express purpose of appearing as if they were written five hundred years ago. Where they make it waited to be, you know, a manjari and so many, so many things, uh, and not that he does, you know, he's obviously he's Mahavishnu, but he's also a devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He has access to everything Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, was giving, but still, there's so many interpolated. Uh, there's there's so the lineages they do these kind of things. That's the kind of problem in Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsitakur Bhakti Vinodakur we're dealing with lineages that were making a living, if you will, on the fact that they were Gaudiya Vaishnavas. And if this was popular in Gaudiya Vaishnavism and it wasn't in our lineage, we'll bring it on in. Write a book and we'll give this Gopa a, a Manjari Swarup too. And we've got Manjari Baba in our line too, even though it was started by Nityananda Prabhu and Sakyarasa. Hmm? And then so, because it's, you know, it's hard for Sakyarasa to compete with Manjari Rasa because it's you know, more intimate. So that they write, this happens. These are the kind of things that our party bar uh, 
beginning with Bhaktivedanta, it's all they need to deal with. Hmm? And it's, it's, it's kind of ongoing, so to speak. So, so what happens is then, they, 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 you know, many of Prabhupada's disciples, the necessity was there for help, for guidance. Hmm? And, of course, when would there be a better time than when your guru leaves? You, know, you really could use some help at that time. Siddharmarsh was so affectionate, so close to Prabhupada, recommended by Prabhupada. He, he even was uh, a teacher of the, at least the theoretical knowledge to, to Prabhupada, because Prabhupada didn't hear, as he told us, from Bhakti Siddhanta directly. So where does he learn? Where does he learn all the theory? Does he just wake up in the morning and has all the theory? Sukadeva Goswami had to study the Bhagavatam. Hmm? He was fully self-realized. It's not that you become self-realized and you know everything and every. If you're going to teach, then you got to go learn something to teach it. You may know the mean, the, you know, the, 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 have the realization, but if you're going to teach the Bhagavad Gita, well, you got to know it. Hmm? The import of all the texts will be revealed, hmm? but that doesn't mean you'll be qualified to teach them. That's the theoretical knowledge that's required. Hmm? Therefore, the guru is said to be Shrotriyam Brahmanishtam. Yeah, he has to be Brahmanishtam. That's the most thing. But to teach, he also has to be Shrotriyam. It means he has to have heard the teachings. Hmm? You don't just wake up, self-realize, I chant Hare Krishna, and now I know the whole Bhagavad Gita by heart. <laughs> I know the Bhagavatam by heart. I can just quote it. That, that's not the experience. Hmm? So, so the theoretical knowledge, Shridhar Marsh, lived with Prabhupada for six years, and apparently, according to Prabhupada, he told Hans Dudamarsh that everything I learned, I learned from Sridhar Marsh. That's why he said he's my Siksha Guru. He only met Bhakti Siddhanta Sosithakur a total of about two weeks, a class here, a class there, a meeting at Radhakund, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, So he learned, like many of us learned from our God-brothers, God-sisters who are senior to us, and so forth. And in particular, of course, Sridhar Maharaj lived at his house for six years after the departure of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and Prabhupada was writing his Gita commentary there and Sridhar Maharaj was writing his. And so Sridhar Maharaj was quite learned. That was his, much of his, uh, of his role uh, during the speeches of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was to explain them in, in his own words to other godbrothers and godsisters afterwards. He was known for that. Hmm? So... So, as I say, the, 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 the fact that Prabhupada's disciples really would have benefited from good association at such a critical time is so apparent. Hmm? It, it, it's, it's, you'd have to be blind as a bat not to see that. And so they reject Sridhar Maharaj in force, officially, and so forth. But then... Time goes on, and what do we find happening? We're, and they want to close all the doors. It's only here, only here from Prabhu. We only follow. Well, what's with all these books? Uh, of this this book and that book, and of uh, translated by Prabhu's disciples, and they're buying them, translated by other people. And, and uh, Ras Bihari Lal is probably making more money than the BBT. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Right? Um, BBT's got no, you know, no new books. No, no, it's not the premier publisher of Gaudiya uh, Siddhanta and all types of Goswami's books and Leela Grantas and this book and that, they're all coming out. 
and some people are more qualified than others, and there's no editorial board overall seeing it and checking it and checking the translations or anything, and the BBT's not doing it. It should be doing it. It should be doing all those things. It should have Sanskrit department, Bengali department like Prabhupada had, and all those books should be coming out. Prabhupada wanted that. He said he wanted other books to come out. And that's what you. That's what a press is. Not just stop with books from 30 years ago and 40 years ago, and that's it. And yeah, there may be great books, and they may be the old, you know, here for 10,000 years type. But you know, there's a need for more books. His own books say that. Hmm? Teach that, and so forth. So. So. You have this obvious need. You got a publishing arm, and you have to look and see: Is there an audience? Where's the audience? Hmm? Like, if you find people are into mountain biking, make a mountain biking magazine. It'll be a success. You figure out how many people are into mountain biking. Definitely, if you make a magazine about mountain biking, it'll be successful. So everything that people are into, there can be a book for it or a magazine for it, so forth. So, so you look and you see, there's an there is a audience for Gaudiya Vaishnav philosophy and theology. It's out there, hmm? and they're going out and getting it on their own, half baked, uh, half the time, hmm? and misunderstanding it. Therefore, it should be should come out systematically. From, Authorized sources and be checked for the Sanskrit, the translation, and qualified people have to be involved, and so on and so forth. But the fact that people want it is there, and, and, and the fact that they needed to seek your guru, or that or that the, the teachings of Prabhupada and his books are such that they, they lead you to have interest in topics that aren't fully played out in his book, which could be realized. But now that but the, but but the people are going here and there and they're pulling it out and so now you got to talk them and they pull it out and they get it wrong and then you, and then you have to write something about it and you have to educate everybody and somebody wrote some book about Raghunuga Bhakti and it was problematic so I thought I better start talking about this so I gave a series of classes you may have heard them in uh, in Madhavan and it's still going on topic I, I wouldn't have even you know, probably gotten into that if, if, if it hadn't come up hmm? I mean it's it's good that we have and so forth and and um, so nowadays, also, it's not just Prabhupada. There's, there's, there's different members of the Bhaktivinoda Paribar who've come to the West and preached, and members from here are in touch with people in India from Bhaktivinoda Paribar and outside of the Bhaktivinoda Paribar, and the lin- other other Gaudi lineages, and there's all this interacting and so forth. So there's just so much information about the Gaudi Vaishnavism out and about out there. The Guru has to be understand it and educate his uh, or her disciples uh, properly about it. And so this is an instance. Someone's written a book uh, centuries ago or I don't know how long ago and it's 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 as um, as confused as the as the original book that you cited that started that thread from the Daigorade Sham group that that equal uh, that that makes uh, Nityananda equal to Radha in, in Gorlila some, somehow, I mean, 
not by following the Chaitanya Charitamrita or 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 uh, any of the biographies, that of Vrindavan Das Thakur or um, Kavi Karnapur's or Murari Gupta's biographies. It's just not there. There's no support for that. So, therefore, you've got to say something about it. So I have. And uh, no, there's no, there's, no, there, there's no place for that. Now, there's no place for Balaram, hmm, as he puts it, wanting to taste Radhabhav, because Balaram is non-different from Krishna. Radha is non-different from Ananga Manjari. Krishna wants to taste Radha Bhav. Balaram wants to taste Radha Bhav. That's why Krishna comes as Chaitanya. This is why Nityananda Prabhu comes. Balaram comes as Nityananda. Well, I've already pointed out, first of all, Krishna and Balaram are one in Tattva. Hmm? So is Krishna in Narayan. So is Krishna in Baraha. So is Krishna in the Shringha. Hmm? But they're different in Bhava. Hmm? That's a significant difference, hmm? and uh, and and no, uh, Ananga Manjari is not non-different than Radha, only in the sense that she's Shakti Tattva, hmm? and in her her she she's she's not another Radha. She's not equal to Radha. It's not taught anywhere. There is no equal to Radha. That's the teaching of the Bhagavatam. Therefore, in a Rasa Lila, she's referred to as hmm, uh, what is it? Uh, Anuradita. Anu, Anayaradita. Hmm, yeah. Hmm. Anayaradita. That no one worshipped better than her. That's, that means Radha. Who's the best worshipper of Krishna? There's no two. If there's any competition, you know, we say it's 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 uh, Chandraval, who's a, a, a cousin, and and so there's a difference between Ananga Manjari and 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 Radha, and there's no relationship between Balaram and Ananga Manjari like there is between Radha and Krishna, and there's no relationship between Balaram and Radha, and so forth. So Balaram, why did he, why did he come to the world as Nityananda? Because Krishna's coming, so you better believe Balaram's going to be there. Hmm? In every way, as his bed, as his Brahmin thread, as the umbrella over his head, hmm? as his shoes that uh, that, that uh, tre- tread the path, and right by his side to catch him when he falls in ecstasy, hmm? and to be his main uh, person for outreach, to extend that which he came to give, hmm? that he was somewhat restricted from 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 doing hmm, by his sannyas because by his sannyas he had to follow certain etiquette and could not show up at the brothel hmm, to give out love of God therefore he told the you marry and go to the brothel hmm, basically preach, preach to the downtrodden fallen people and the Dinanapu was canvassing bringing people to gore hmm? Bringing them to Madhurya Rasa in that way. Meanwhile, he's full of Sakya Rasa. And some people, like Vrindavan Das, they're taking the Sakya Rasa from him. Hmm? This is why Nityananda Prabhu came. Because Krishna came. I'm going. Balaram's coming. Hmm? 
And he has the same role that he has in Vrindavan. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. You're going to take, you're going to say that Balaram, what he's really all about, is he's longing to taste Radha Bhav? I mean, does that come up anywhere in the Bhagavatam? Is there any even hint of such a thing? When it, when all the overwhelming emphasis is his, his, his relationship with Krishna as a friend, his Sakirasa. <laughs> nothing to do with that. Now, that said, Ananga Manjari in Gorlila appears hmm, in that situation as the consort of Nityananda Prabhu, hmm, Janava. Janava and Vasuda, hmm, these two um, consorts of Nityananda Prabhu. So, that's a little different. Hmm? Hmm? In that role, she becomes the, the consort. Now, that said, Balaram started so many lineages of Sakirasa. Hmm? Later, Janava, in the Nitidanda Paribar, she started the Madurasa lineage. So, for example, Bhaktivinotaka was initiated in Nitidanda Paribar, I believe. And and from that line of Janava, then they say here the Madhuri Ras is coming in Nityananda's line. Hmm? But also he has the Sakyarasa line. But that, that but to say that to say that that, that, that Nityananda is an Angamanjari and as an Angamanjari he's tasting um uh Radhabhav, this is what he's all about. it's just not what's what's been been uh, taught about Nityananda. He's fully preoccupied with Sakirasa. Hmm. And he didn't come to the world to taste uh, Manjari Bhav. And, and there's a whole other argument that Ananga Manjari is not a Manjari in the sense that Rupa Manjari or the other Rati Manjari are. Hmm. It's just kind of a name. Hmm. She study her Madurasa. It's different. But anyway, she has a conduit, if you will, or a, a, of the of the Manjari Bhav within within the Tinanda Paribar. So, this is important uh, topics that help. Yeah, importance of the guru is 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 is, is there, especially it doesn't get less as you go up. Mm -hmm. As you go up, it becomes more complex. <laughs> yeah. Then it's that much more. There's no lineage of Vedanta where the guru is more important than the Gaudi Vaishnavism. All the way through. It's the real, true sense of eternal. You say the guru has a eternal relationship with the guru. That can be talked about in different ways in different lineages, but in the Gaudi Vaishnavism, the Guru is Krishna representing in a representational sense, that that sense he's one with Krishna. Of course then he has he's a devotee of Krishna, has a relationship with Krishna. In that sense he's different from Krishna. And he one guru may be different from another because of different sentiments and so forth. And one of those gurus uh, one of the gurus in our life, which one? The one we want that will be the one we have a relationship with, not just as Krishna's representative, but as a devotee of Krishna, 
with love of Krishna in in the Paravyom, in Golok, and I'll be in that group. Hmm? And you say, well, how can I get how can I get in that group? Or I said, if you want it, then you can. That's your hmm. And it's and and even we find in the example of Shamananda Prabhu, where he was initiated in Sakyaras lineage by Hridayatanya, and then he got taken by the Gopikas to to Madurasa and, and, and Manjari Bhav, still he had this eternal relationship with Rida Chaitanya in, in Golok, hmm? who's a disciple of Gauridas Pandit, who's Subal Saka. And this is again all one family. All the Dwadasa Gopals, they're all brothers or cousins of Radha. Hmm? Yes? I can hear the naysayers say, saying, well, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami, he, he, he forbid his disciples to go here and read this, or read this, as you pointed out. Um, and Prabhupada gave us what we need in the same way. Then show it. I say he gave it, but if you can't get it, then you need help. So you show that you, you got it, then no problem. Hmm? But... But the way that that's voiced also is very, it's like, um, is there a bad thing? Is help a bad thing? I don't need any help. What kind of, you know, where is that coming, Vaishnavas? I don't need any help. You can call it chastity to my guru, but but the the concept of the guru seems to be very lacking in that. Hmm? Because guru is one. Hmm? And we serve guru and Vaishnav. And Guru has a Varga, you know, the Guru Varga. The, the, the associates of the Guru, they're worshipable. We see this in Chaitanya Leela. We don't find anything like this in Chaitanya Leela. Hmm? Any kind of, I only follow Yadunanda Acharya, he's my initiating Guru. I don't follow Raghunath Das Goswami or, or this one or that. I, you know, we don't find any of this. Hmm? It seems a very foreign idea. Prabhupada emphasized in a certain Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati emphasized in a certain way. He was in a certain community where the people were attacking him. He was trying to represent the, the pure teachings and, 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 and be a critique of hypocrisy hmm? in the name of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Um, but there were others that he acknowledged, Vamsi Das Babaji, of course, Gorkashor Das Babaji. And so, and they were outside, in a sense, of the community that he formed, but so he, he acknowledged Jagannathas Babaji and the whole list, but he was in a milieu, a, a scene in which there was much misrepresentation. So he spoke in a certain way to reel everybody in, so to speak. Hmm? Now, now he did that, and but we see that, that those he reeled in, hmm, um, Many of them who mature did acquaint themselves. Like you take Prachitamar told us, Bhakti said, I would not let us read Ramananda Samvad, the fourth chapter of Adi Lila, and the um, Anti Lila of Chaitanya Charitamrita. And he made us read Chaitanya Bhagavat. Okay. This is a faithful follower of Bhakti Siddhanta. You know what his favorite section of the Chaitanya Charitamrita was of Sridhar Maharaj? Ramananda Samvad. I think he read it. Hmm? Hmm? 
he made excited many leelas from Auntie Leela. I think he, he 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 got to that at some point. I mean, he had, did say, "I never read Ujval Nilmani, and I don't feel that you know it's a problem for me." Hmm. But he did read Chaitanya Charitamrita and the chapters that he said Bhakti Siddhanta said he kept his disciples from. So, hmm. and Prabhupada read them. Prabhupada translated them. Translated the commentaries. So is Prabhupada not following Bhakti Siddhanta, or are certain statements like that made in time and circumstance for certain purposes that, when served, no longer apply to someone? That seems like the practically what we have to draw from the example. Otherwise, Prabhupada's breaking the edict, uh, going against the rules of Bhakti Siddhanta. Do we think that? No. So Prabhupada preached in a certain way, and they were in certain circumstances too. Circumstances have, have changed dramatically, dramatically, exponentially. It is so different. The time we live in is so different. I mean, you know, just just there was no internet. I mean, just that's the one thing. It's just like that's changed the world. Hmm? Just one thing, and the whole Gaudiya community is entirely different. There are so many different persons, different gurus, gurus from different lineages. When for for us, for it was just Prabhupada, and that's it. But that's all changed. And with the change and other lineages, other information has come. And so then someone says, if I say, he says, well, in, in uh, you know, Bhakti uh, Rasamrita Sindhu, this, this is said. And I said, well, I don't read Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. I only read uh, the uh, Nectar Devotion. Hmm. You know, then... Okay, it may be good for you, but you're going to look like a fool to the party number three who's standing there. Hmm? So it says, well, you know, that's a summary study. What the actual commentary over here says this on this section, and, and well, I don't read that. I don't need to read that. So these two guys are discussing. What's the third person standing there going to think? You know. So at a certain point, you realize, well, I got to get acquainted with that too. Okay, and it's available. You know, so you're going to preach. Is Prabhupada's disciples really feel that the that they have been um, charged with the you know, the order to preach? Well, you got to know something to preach. Hmm. It's not 1969, hmm. and you preach vegetarianism, reincarnation, and and you're not God. And people join up and become devotees, shave their heads, and and stay high forever. You know. It's a different environment. So you want to preach, you know, who you want to preach to. And uh, you're not the only person preaching. And, and there's so many arguments. that and now, now you're going to, you could go out and sell books and talk to people at the Kmart and whatever their arguments were, you know, you figured out how to answer them. Now you've got to meet somebody from another party bar that's read every book, you know, out there and, and, and you've got to talk with him. And you don't know the book. How are you going to answer him? How are you going to preach? You'd say, well, they're all, they're all in Maya. They read the Goswami's books. You know, I mean, that's not going to go very far. I don't have to answer them. How far do you want to preach? How wide? How glorious do you want to make uh, it apparent and clear that our lineage is? Hmm? You want it, I, I want it to have... To, to, I want every Paribar, every, every sect of Gaudi Vaishnavism to say, Bhaktivinoda Paribar, that's glorious. Hmm. You've got to know a lot of things to convince them of that. Hmm. You've got to know the books that they know that, that, that Prabhupada didn't translate. 
Hmm. Otherwise, you're not going to you're not going to be able to convince them. They're going to say, "I don't know, we said it wrong over here." This that there's so many points. It's a whole field hmm, of preaching. You follow? It's a whole field of preaching within Gaudiya Vaishnavism. You want your lineage, the lineage of Bhakti Vinod. It has some differences. It stood out. It, it it's interfaced with modernity. It critiques. It critiqued. Gaudiya Vaishnavism. You could take a superficial critique. People do it superficially. They say, everyone outside of you know this lineage, they're all Babaji's. Babaji's are bad. Finished. You think that's very convincing when when Bhakti Siddhanta's guru was Gorkhasharas Babaji, you know, and Jagannathas Babaji was the six-year guru of you know of Bhakti Vinod Thakur, and so it just it's just like. You got to go a little deeper into the subject matter and see what Bhakti Siddhanta was talking about, what Bhakti Vinod was talking about, why they spoke the way they did, what they were critiquing, what aspects, what things they may have said in reaction to the environment that may be relative, also as a preaching strategy. So many things. In order to preach like that hmm, and be a guru that people in this world can really feel sheltered under, hmm, you got to know something. If you're going to teach, you've got to know something. Hmm. So, all this, uh, you know, yeah, you know, so we always just have to follow Prabhupada. I'm not saying anything different, but what it means to follow him. Hmm. You know, all Prabhupada had to do, all he said, I just follow Bhakti Siddhanta, that's all. Well, he talked to his god brothers, they begged to differ. They said, it didn't look like you're following Bhakti Siddhanta at all. Hmm? You got men and women dancing in the same temple room. What the heck's that? Hmm? And any number of other things. And why are you writing your own commentary? Why aren't you publishing the books of Bhakti Vinod? You're writing your own your own Bhagavatam, your own Chaitanya Charitam. Why are you just translating Bhakti Bhakti Vinod's and Bhakti Siddhanta's? These kind of criticisms were made of Prabhupada. Hmm? You know what he did? Among other things, he never stopped on the drive at Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Road to his Mayapur temple and paid obeisances to the to the Chaitanya Math, the founding Math of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, where his, where his samadhi is. Hmm. I mean, that doesn't mean he didn't respect Bhakti, but he didn't respect the way it was being conducted there. Hmm. In the way that that they were in opposition to his mission and his disciples, and the fact that people from all over the world were being malaches and yavanas, so-called, were becoming Krishna conscious, and they were as good of devotees as anybody born in Indian soil and so forth, which is his perception, if not better, and doing more for Mahaprabhu and so forth. As much as though that work of his, that preaching work of his, was was rejected by some of his goblins, as much as he, he just said, well, forget them then, dismiss them. That was one of the ways in which, because everyone would stop, he would, he would just go by. Because Not because Bhakti Siddhanta Samadhi, but because who was running it wouldn't give him an inch, try to stop him from getting a foothold in Mayapur for his own disciples. Hmm. Yeah. Something like you were discussing last evening, with Krishna Das leaving the house of his brother. Yeah, didn't want to be a, a, involved in a house of where there was Aparad. Hmm. 
Didn't want to breathe the same air in the same room. That's right. Well, you kind of touched on my question, and you know much about this. How did it actually play out in practical terms after Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati departed? Uh, where was the Sikhya at that time, and how did his how did his direct disciples move forward in their advancement in devotional service? Well, I think they move forward. The, the the leading disciples move forward by forming their own moths and initiating disciples successfully on some level. That's very different than what happened in ISKCON. If you had 11 gurus after Prabhupada left it all initiated and wrote books and opened new moths and energized the existing ones and so on and so forth, um, well, we wouldn't be talking, having this conversation, perhaps. But that's not what happened. The way Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsthi disciples responded to his departure is very different than the way Prabhupada's disciples responded to his departure. They didn't start, they didn't offend any senior Vaishnava. Hmm? They weren't able to keep the mission together in a collective. Hmm? That's true. There was personal interest entered in, and some of them didn't want to have anything to do with it. And so they went separate. Hmm? They didn't alter the philosophy of Bhakti Siddhanta. Hmm? Prabhupada's disciples, some of them have kept ISKCON, his formal mission together as a group, but, the, but what, what about the philosophy? Have they kept that together? There are so many philosophical points that, that have been raised that are extremely problematic. Hmm? They don't represent the, the, the founder or Bhaktisiddhanta or lineage. Hmm? And, and, then, and then what is the example of spiritual leadership? You tell me. You know, where's the Sridhar Maharaj? Where's the Madhav Maharaj? Where's the, the Keshav Maharaj, uh, for example, that they criticize in ISKCON? Where's one person that could, in ISKCON, uh, in Prabhupada's mission, since from his time of his de- departure, that, that is uh, of that stature? So, they did better. Hmm? I'm saying, theoretically, Prabhupada's disciples don't need anybody. But practically, we see they do. <laughs> We see so many problems. There's no institution that has more problems with Guru Tattva and spiritual leadership than ISKCON has. That means they obviously need some help. So it's it theoretically, yeah, your guru leaves, it means you have to run and get a Siksha guru? No. He was your Siksha guru. He's your Diksha guru. You follow the instructions. That's fine. But, but if you could get some help, that'd be great. That'd be a real blessing. Hmm? Whether you have to run out and look for it and, 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 and immediately and it's a No, but if you detect within yourself some insufficiency, I need guidance, I need strong association, then then that's what that's there for. Hmm? If you don't need it and you're a sannyasi, like Pujapatrita Maharaj or Keshav Maharaj or Madhav Maharaj, and, and, and you can get up and go out and Open, you know, Madhavaraj opened like, I don't know, 24 moths in India. You know, Sri Ramaraj was not very outgoing in his, his, his preaching, but he went very deeply and brought out gems like 
commentary on Gayatri Mantra, on Rig Veda Mantra, Om Tad Vishnu Paramam Padam, um, his, his uh, uh, commentary on the Chatur Shloka of the Bhagavad Gita, his um, uh, Primadama Deva Stotram in Sanskrit, and all the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were put into song. I mean, they're very substantial uh, contributions literary contributions in original Sanskrit composition. You don't see that coming um, practically anywhere. It's like harkens back to hundreds of years ago. Hmm? It was happening at the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You take uh, Bhakti Pragyan Keshavarsh, who gave sannyas to Prabhupada. He was very successful in India. I mean, they didn't have the success that Prabhupada did all over the world. But long before Prabhupada started his mission, they were going on in their own way, they were they were opposed to the policies, the official policies of the official Gaudiya Mat, hmm? and they they couldn't get anywhere in terms of uh, changing it. So they went independent, and these are these are well, the three I've named: Bhakti Pramod Puri Goswami, another, who are disciples of Prabhupada, whose influence has come to the Western world, either directly from them or through their disciples. Hmm? Um, and I mean, I was once we were invited, kind of half invited to Prabhupada's disappearance day in Vrindavan. We were there and the Shingamaraj and I, we went and, uh, you know, they had the thing, people talk, so we give a talk and and a couple of Amath people were there, I think. And Shingamaraj turned to me and said, he laughed, he said, if I was a young guy in this mission, I was a brahmacharya in this mission. I'd be walking out the door with those guys when they walked out, you know. I'd be sitting here listening to this. I don't know anything. I'm so fallen. And Prabhupada, you've given everything. And and next, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he said, I'd be right out the door with those guys, you know. And, of course, uh, yeah, I agree with them. Hmm. So... <laughs> So you know they were they were very successful disciples. They didn't have this, the 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 success and empowerment of Prabhupada to go all over the world and so forth. But um, but they were successful, more successful than the successors of Prabhupada who remained in his mission. Who you know, there's no one of them that compare. They, collectively, they don't compare. Hmm? To the like to the person of Sridhar, you could take the whole iskand, put it in a ball, you know, in a pocket, and it doesn't compare to. To Sridharmarsh's realization, that's a fact. <laughs> I don't care if you don't accept it or not. I mean, you, uh, we can show it to you practically. Hmm? You could demonstrate it. So, theoretically, yeah, you don't need anybody. But then again, has anybody, has anybody taught us to think like that? You don't need anybody? Who? Pardon me? Western culture. Western culture. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Yeah, but not anybody but them, but people who got it wrong who say, we don't need any help, no siksha, we don't we got it all in the name of chastity to, to Prabhupada. Yeah, look at especially American culture. Yeah. Individualism and yeah. I mean, in, in, in England we have very, we have many, many devotee friends that were second generation Indians. And they couldn't understand the the, the, right. the, the white devotees or the, the you know Western devotees. Yeah, their sectarianism and so yeah. forth. Yeah. 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 
does come from there to some extent. And and from, well, religious fanaticism, misunderstanding the guru, and who at times may say, listen only to me. Hmm. Why you need to go anywhere else? I mean, I, I tell a story sometimes that years ago, you guys were there, the two of you, around about that time. You came just a little bit afterward. And I was in a rented house in uh, in San Francisco, and uh, uh, Shingamarj, my godbrother, had come from Hawaii, and he, he had... He was ready to leave Iskon, and he went to Berkeley. And so, I mean, this was like 30 years ago or something like that, and still going on. Immediately they offered him the presidency. In other words, I constantly need a new president at the Berkeley Temple. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's a side point. <laughs> and uh, and so so he thought, well, I was going to leave Iskon, but I think they put me in charge here of this place, so I'll just do what I want here. And my friend and God were the Tripper Imers is over there in San Francisco, so you know, let's see what you know what uh, what uh, we can get something going, kind of. So I had this lady disciple, and she went out on uh, book distribution or something like that. And in those days, if you'd meet some disciple of Prabhupada, my disciples, they they you know, they probably do it still today. You know, oh, you shouldn't be initiated by him. You know, he's not he's not bogus. You know, that kind of thing. So. Somebody got in her head, and she got confused. And you know, it was late. She didn't come back. So finally, when she came back, I said, where, "Where have you been?" You know, she said, "Well, I don't know." Somebody said, "I got confused, so I went to see your godbrother." You know, who, who's, who's I was told was the president of the Berkeley Temple, Narsinghamaraj. And I said, "Why you go to see him? What can he teach you?" You know, I'm here. You know, why you go to see him? You're confused. You could you come and see your guru. Why you go to see him? If he's with me. And they said, oh, he, you, he, they, they said, he's his good friend, go talk to him. I said, if he's my friend, why is he there? <laughs> Two weeks later, he was there with me, joining my mission. Hmm? So, you know, you could take that on tape and say, here it is. He says, you know, if he's my friend, why is he over there? Ah, therefore, we don't listen to him. You know, well, you know, it's, just a little t- it's not the whole picture, right? So can say things at certain times and, and but what is the what is the culture of Vaishnavism and what is the larger picture of relationships between God brothers for example and uh, and he's a good preacher so forth so so anyway that's just an example but she wasn't a good listener so she's not around these days <laughs> so Good questions, good discussion. Sri Sri Gaurada Madhav ki jai. Sri Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada ki jai. Bhakti Raksha Sridhar Dev Goswami Maharaj ki jai. Bhakti Siddhanta Sri Prakuru Prabhupada ki jai. Bhakti Vinod Parivar ki jai. Gaur Bhaktivinda ki jai. Gaur Premanam.